Yesterday we were talking about this story that has to do with the city council in Toronto. It's down to 24 councillors after uh, Jim Karagiannis lost his job. Basically was given the boot. He was given the boot by um, a clerk at the city after what he claims was a clerical error in some of his um, post-campaign finance uh, records. Uh, He was just, uh, you do not pass go. Pack up your desk. Get out of here. He's been given the boot. He's going to take it to court. Here's what he had to say yesterday. Uh, At the advice of a forensic auditor, a clerical mistake was made. Something was filed in the wrong line. And I'm suffering the consequences because of advice of an individual that I followed. All right. So he's blaming it all on a clerical mistake. And it's basically about the fact that he spent $25,000 more than he should have in at the end of his campaign. I think you're only allowed to spend um, 10% of your campaign on a party. Apparently the party... Must have been something else because it was worth more than my wedding was. John Mascaren joins us right now. He's municipal law expert at Aird and Burles. Welcome to the show, John. Thank you for having me, Kelly. It seems like we have um, an exceptionally strict um, situation as far as the rules are in the Reformed Ontario Municipal Elections Act that a councillor can actually immediately be expelled if it looks like a rule has been breached. Why is there no latitude or discretion given to the clerk? Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. A lot of people have been asking that because, as you indicated, Kelly, it is a reformed act. Uh, there were amendments made three years ago, I think, to tighten matters up to ensure that candidates did uh, and do what they're supposed to do under the act. And the candidates' expenses, as you can appreciate, could be uh, 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 subject to a, a lot of uh, probably bad things happening. Uh, w- one of the things that the Act uh, tries to do in municipal elections, as the federal and provincial acts try to do, is to level the playing field and say, look, you can only raise so much money and you can only use so much money. And what they did in 2016 is add a few more clauses, and one of them said, you have to file and make sure that your financial Financial statements are in. You're, uh, it's accompanied by a financial report, an auditor's report by a public accountant, and therefore everything has to be done uh, properly. And they added a couple of sections in saying if you don't do that, on its face, if there's something wrong, then you can be removed. And I think it was really just to make it a little more stringent and make sure that everybody's doing the right thing. Do you think it was crystal clear to all the councillors that this was the case? Uh, I think so. I'm I'm next to positive that they would have had some indication uh, through uh, you know the council orientation sessions that they get uh, when they're new councillors, even repeat councillors like Mr. Kerry Janis. But in addition to that, the Municipal Elections Act, Kelly clearly says the amounts that you're entitled to raise, including the 10% that you can spend on your, your victory or celebration parties, the clerk will certify those amounts and will give you notice 30 days before you have to file them. So, you know, there's that extra layer. So the act didn't just say you have to file stuff. It made it very clear what's supposed to be filed, and it has these other safeguards, where in this case, the clerk had to certify those numbers and make it clear that all candidates, not just elected uh, persons, but all candidates knew what those numbers were. 
Okay, so Carrie Gianna says that, you know, although he no longer has the position, he's still offering to help Ward 22 Scarborough agent court residents while he fights this. He's going to take it to court. What's yep. the process to replace a uh, counselor that's been kicked out? Because there is talk of Norm Kelly, who w- who ran against uh, Jim Karagiannis in the most recent election, replacing him. That's right. Uh, there's uh, Under the City of Toronto Act, if there's a vacancy in office, and that's because someone uh, passes away or is removed or becomes disqualified, then the city uh, uh, has 60 days in which to make a decision as to whether they will, uh, the city will run a by-election or whether city council will appoint someone. That is completely in the discretion of, of the city council to, to make that decision. And my recollection is over the last 20 years or so, any time that there's been a vacancy on city council, I think almost invariably uh, the decision has been made to appoint someone as or, uh, as opposed to uh, paying for the cost of, uh, of a by-election. Because the optics would be horrible for the city, especially because we, we just spent money on an election. Exactly. Now, someone might, Kelly, someone might argue, well, hold on, that's that doesn't seem to be very democratic. There's mm-hmm. still three years to run. Why don't you put it back in front of the electorate? Well, you know, my view is, well, hold on, you elected the rest of the city council, you know, you elected them to make tough decisions. This may be one of them, right, that they have to make. So I don't see it as being undemocratic. It's probably maybe more democratic to have the by-election, but there is a cost, and there really would be a little cost uh, for council to, to appoint. Uh, city council also has a protocol that they will follow. They will uh, let people know. They will take in applications, and they can make the decision. It's not automatic that it goes to the person who came in second or to Norm Kelly, who was a long-serving member of council. All right. Um, Jim Karagiannis says it comes down to a clerical error yeah. on paperwork. And I was looking at uh, the area of concern. There were six grand yesterday um, when I was on the show. I was talking about the breakdown. Six grand on a post-campaign party and then $25,000 on a thank you dinner. Now, unless that thank you dinner included Wagyu beef and foie gras and white truffle and oysters and caviar and saffron on mass, I don't know how you could spend $25,000 on a dinner. But that's just me. I'm a normal average person. Is it is it easy to make a clerical mistake on this form? Do you know? Uh, well, l- l- let me. L- l- I'll be I'll be pretty blunt about this. I, I suppose it's easy to make a, a mistake, but there are there are checks and balances here, Kelly. Look, uh, the amount was certified. Mr. Kerry Janis was a longtime member of uh, Parliament. He's been a two-time member of Municipal Council. He certainly knows the rules, right? Uh, he has to sign. His campaign manager probably assisted with his uh, uh, financial statement. And you have an, uh, a licensed public accountant who does the auditor statement. So, yeah, someone may have made a mistake, but someone has to bear the brunt of that. And I think he said, uh, Mr. Karajana said, well, you know, I'm paying the consequences. Well, someone's got to be ultimately Well, you, you put your name to it. Is that the problem? Exactly. You do. And uh, I'm sorry, those are the rules. Everyone knows them before entering into it. Uh, and uh, I, I, I'm not saying I have, I have uh, little sympathy, but I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, overly empathetic to Mr. Karajana's plight. 
Okay, so he has to. He's now going to court. How long would that process take? Well, you know, it's really interesting. He says he's going to court, and uh, we we've been thinking about well, what would this application be? Would he bring some sort of judicial review application, which is if you don't have a, a direct appeal route, so there's nothing in the Municipal Elections Act that says this is how you appeal it. Then normally what you'd say is, well, the clerk make a, made a determination. She said very clearly, I have no discretion to do this, so you can't get her sort of change her mind. She's made her decision. She's now out of it. So then you would have to probably go to a court and said and say something like she made the wrong decision, which I don't think she did on its face. That's what the statement says. So I think what he would probably do is say it is a mathematical uh, error. And in fact, the real numbers are this. So I wouldn't have been in contravention. And please grant me relief from the forfeiture of my office. Well, the surely they have receipts they could prove that and back it up. Well, you would hope so. Uh, you, you would hope that that would be there. But I think it's going to be very difficult because, hmm. as I said earlier, I think the statute is done in this way on purpose. It is stringent. It is very harsh. And I think he's going to face a, uh, you know, a real uphill battle. Thank you very much, John. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. And I really appreciate you asking me. So thank you, Kelly. Cheers. John Mascaren is a municipal lawyer, and he's an expert at Aird and Burles. It's Global News Radio 640 Toronto.